Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. You push open the gates. You walk out. The ground in front of the contract house has now been cleared. There's still a few dead bodies, unfortunately, but all the survivors have dispersed, either taken away or walked away under their own efforts. And right here, it's a little quieter. Finnegan, you look up, and Sunbeak is perched on top of a building, just eyeing the terrain. As you walk out into the city proper, Amongst the buildings, the shops, the homes, the markets, the food stands, past the stained court, the energy begins to pick back up. It feels more like you're in Caravel. It's not quite the height of Caravel when you first entered here, but there is some energy. However, it's not all great energy. There are signs that wounded people have come through here. There are you know, bloodstains on the ground, bloody handprints on doorposts, things like that but that's not entirely unexpected. However, the most troubling of it is you can hear guards of the city going through these shops and carrying out Lynn's last order, demand, request, however you want to put it. And you overhear them as they are pushed into kind of like a secondhand china shop. Lots of fancy dishes, fancy cutlery, but it's all secondhand. They've pushed in, they're up at the counter speaking with the owner, and they are demanding a new tax. They've come out and they are telling the shopkeepers and the townsfolk, listen, the god of rebellion has taken over the city and he's demanded a new tax. <laughs> You're all tithing to him now. The instant that Pay I hear up. that, I, I yell at them, <laughs> stop, stop now. He turns and he's just like, just following orders, boss. Bullshit. The shopkeep is terrified, of course. We have Lynn with us, right? Oh, uh-huh. absolutely. I mean, he's as near to you as you want him to be. Squeak's holding him, so. So I think we can make a pretty strong counter-argument. <laughs> oh, I agree. They see Lynn. Shit, I had a name for some of these guards here that you didn't end up fighting, so. Brodus and Curdy. Brodus points at you, points at Lynn, motions over to the merchant. See? They're in charge. They got Lynn right now. Pay up. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't disputing that. Just the fact that you're trying to rob these people under the auspices of the city guard. Hey, it's taxes, not robbery. It's not taxes because no one has levied them. You are robbing them. Leave their shop now. Sorry. Tithes. Whatever you want. Oh, Lord Aranus. Oh, fuck off. Stop <laughs> robbing them. Or I will stop you. Somebody roll me something here. Is this an intimidation? Feels like intimidation. I would rather it be persuasion, but it feels like intimidation. Anybody want to aid Arnis here with some bluster? Flashing of blades, flashing of magic, teeth? I don't know. I don't care. I could aid with flashing of blades, but that's it. No words. All right. Leg sword or acid sword? Leg sword. More intimidating, I think. All right. I don't flash the leg sword. 
Hell yeah. RS, roll with some advantage. Oh, that one went on the floor. Hang on. <laughs> well, that's a pair of 13s, so that comes out to a dirty 20. A dirty 20. All right. Mm-hmm. What was the demand again? Uh, leave now or I'll make you leave. Curdy flinches a little bit, but she's... But she doesn't like to be seen as weak, especially among the populace. Both Brodus and Curdy have been doing this for a long time, and they know that a strong appearance is what really counts, even when it is in retreat. She says, eh. Sorry, Robin. Thought you were just dealing with us, but it looks like you have to deal with the god himself. He's going to charge you double. If, uh, if you're not careful, this whole place could go down. Or up in flames. Who knows? Sick. They walk out, um, trying to, as best as they can, edge around you without coming into contact. Robin, behind the counter, pulls out a little, a little box of coins and just opening and just like pulling stuff out, like throwing it on the counter, like just, just take it, just take it. Stop! I, stop! Stop! I, I, stop! I give up. I, I don't give. want. I don't. I, I don't want your money. Put it away. I don't want it. We don't want it. Take it away. Put it away. This feels like a trap. It's not a trap. In fact, I'm going to go follow them and beat the shit out of them for what they just tried to do to you. I hope you have a better day. She just like turns around and doesn't touch the coins. So what, whatever you say, whatever you say, put it, away. Put it Seriously, put it away. <laughs> Please put it away. And then I turn to Finn and go, um, is Cyril in need of a snack? <laughs> Oi, Cyril, <laughs> you're hungry. And she looks up and goes, and you just hear the low, bassy growl that, like, big cats can do. Except since she's not a cat, it's got a little bit of, like, grumble, like, ch- charge in it. Because she's a lightning dragon. So there's a little bit of charge in there, too. Just kidding. Okay, so, so once Cyril is, like, basically growling... <laughs> I look at Finn and Cyril and just say, it's guard chomping time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you exit the store, you can see Brodus and Curdy moving down. Like, they're not going to the next shop over, but they're making their way across the street and you know, they're going to turn a corner. They're probably off to just go continue doing more of the same. Who's to say? This wasn't part of the plan, but the orders are orders. And you can catch them on the street if you want to. Or yep. you can just go about your own business. Oh, no, I want to stop them on the street. All right. What does that look like? Um, I hadn't thought that far. Mm. Okay. When we come out of the shop, how close are we to them? I mean, they're already like 60 feet down the road, like in eyesight. But if you want to get their attention, you have to shout or shoot. <laughs> I was going to do something, but they're, they're too far away um, to do what I was planning on doing. So gonna do what are we gonna do gonna do what are we gonna do all right i'm just gonna shout okay so i'm just gonna shout down the street at them because i don't know their names like (laughs) so i'm just gonna shout hey assholes i don't appreciate you robbing people in my name what to roll to see if they even turn roll intimidation again that's not so good um that's a 15 they hear you you can see them both like Slight turn of the head, maybe a quarter turn to catch a glimpse of you out of the corner of their eyes. And then they just turn back forward and they keep walking and they turn the corner. They're not stopping for you. That's not doing it. All right. Forget this. Cyril, Darvin, get them. (laughs) (laughs) They're faster than me. (laughs) Cyril's actually not faster than you. Darvin is. Nope. Darvin is hella fast. Okay. (laughs) On it. Okay, Darvin. <laughs> 60 feet without breaking a sweat. <laughs> In a hot pursuit. Darvin, what do you do when you catch up to these guards? Um, I hadn't thought that far. I don't know. Orders. If he starts looking back like, what do I do? I'm just going to start making the stabbing motion. Just stab. <laughs> all right. <laughs> fine. Oh my That's gosh. all I needed. That's all I needed. Oh I hope making God. the stabbing action is a free move like talking. Oh, yeah. It, it goes with nice. the saying. <laughs> stabby, stabby. That's what I'm doing then. I'm stabbing a guard. All right. You're running down a guard in the middle of the street and stabbing him. Or her. Um, do you want to attack Brodus or Curdy? Brodus um, is an older guard. 
See, old and hardened, still swift with the sword. Curdy is old and hardened, and she swings a big mace like a pissed off grandma with war flashbacks. So wait, they're both <laughs> old and hardy? Damn. Old and hardened, yes. Both of them are old and hardened. Yeah, both of them, like 50s, <laughs> early 60s. Good shape. They're still very active guards. Uh, hang on. I'm going to flip a coin. Nice. Curtis. Curdy, it is. Curdy. All right. Go ahead. Swing at her. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's a 17. All right. Are you stabbing her, like, in the leg, in the back? Is this slashing at a, an arm? What's going on? Yeah, let's say, like, the leg. I feel like I'm not trying to turn this into a killing situation. Mm-hmm. Unless otherwise directed, but it doesn't feel like that's the vibe here. So let's go for a leg. Go ahead. Deal that damage. 14. Darvin, you rush up on Curdy and slash her across the leg with your leg sword. That definitely gets her and Brodus to stop as they turn to face you. You can carry the rest of your attacks if you want to, or you can use that as just a very aggressive hello. <laughs> I'm going to use it as a hello and see what happens. Um, okay. Uh, she turns and like, uh, looks at you and just like, we're just, I thought that was an act in there. We're just following orders. We're collecting your tithes. What do you want from us? Stop collecting tithes. No tithes. Then what are we collecting? Nothing. <sighs> Go see the dragon. The dr Darwin, uh, you can roll persuasion or intimidation with advantage here, however you want to do this. I'm equally bad at them, so let's go intimidation for story purposes. Okay. <laughs> you did just cut her, which is why I think intimidation is good. But you stopped after one, so... Hmm? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. You said advantage, though, right? Yes, yes. Nice. I'm still minus one. We'll see. 17. Not too bad. Ooh. I also rolled a 17, so the other one was a 16. Damn. I rolled okay for once. No, that is really good against a couple of guards. Like, they're, you know, seasoned guards and everything, but she hears you say, go see the dragon. She's like, oh, Orozaba? Yeah. Do you know another one? Are you sure? There's like a little bit of trepidation in her voice there. And not a lot of people go see the dragon. Look, someone's got to tell you not to collect tithes or to do something else, right? Someone's got to give you some direction, and it's not me. If there's someone between you and the dragon, make them do it. I'm not saying it's not going to be dangerous. Wait, 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 wait. It's kind of like, mm, shifts her leg a little bit. Uh, why aren't we going to you? Why would you go to us? You won? <laughs> okay, then go to us. And I'm telling you, don't collect these tides. <laughs> Stop collecting tithes. Go do something else. Go guard the city. Whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. Besides, you know, taking what? advantage of people. But why, why, would, why would I go to the dragon? Just because. Who else are you going to go to? Is she going to eat me? Will you let us know when we, like, have caught up to them? Yeah, sure. I'm just <laughs> having some fun with the Darwin right now. This is really <laughs> amusing me. Oh, I know. <laughs> what? Is going to see Orizaba punishment now? No, it's just... It seems like you need orders. I'm not the one to give you orders. She might be. But like I said, if you got a boss, I'm not saying she's not going to eat you. So if you got a boss, maybe send them instead. That's what I would do. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. What about the tithes we already collected? Give them back. Redistribute them. To Orzaba. No. No, to the Sorry, people you took them from. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, I can hear Arnis yelling no in my brain just instinctively. <laughs> yeah, I, Brodus interjects a little bit and steps in between you and Curdy. It's like, look, Curdy, you go see Orizaba. Tend to your leg. Let me have a chat real quick. And Darwin, if you're okay, Curdy will leave and Brodus will stay. Alright, that's fine. Okay. As Curdy is leaving, 
that's when Aranus, Finnegan, Cyril, et al. can catch up. <clears throat> Brodus kind of rests a hand on a hip, slinks over to the side a little bit, and he's just like, these are the orders we were given. If you win, we collect the tithes for you. Word was sent out. If you win, you collect the tithes for us. If you, yes, you won. As Are you saying Lynn ordered you to do this? Yes. Lynn informed us that he had lost and that we were to collect tithes for you now. Because that is, because that's what you wanted. When, when did, when and how did he inform you of this? I'm so confused by this. One of his the, the illusions. Okay. His, his illusory self. I remember right. that one that walked in and then walked out when we were in the middle of that conversation. That's what he was mm, doing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right, right. Not starting fires, tarnishing your name with taxation. Yep. Well, he should have told you to start some fires. <laughs> you should have started some fires. What's wrong with you guys? So now it's fires that we need to start. No. No. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. In fact, I'm going to choose this moment to stop talking and let Arnis take over. What? It seems to be getting worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your name again? Brodus. Brodus. Why would the winners send the loser out to give orders? Think about that really quick. Why would we do that? Humiliation. Yeah, but if, his, if it's just his duplicate doing it, how do we know that he's giving the correct order? If we're not standing over his shoulder making him do it. He could tell his duplicate to just say anything. Wait, is this conversation even really necessary? We have bigger things to worry about, don't we? You're arguing with a single guard about a bigger problem. I guess that's fair. Tithes, yes or no. That's all I need to know. No tithes. Do we bring more money to you or not? No, you don't bring money to anyone. You leave the money with the merchants and the people where it belongs. And any money you've already <sighs> taken goes back. Did he already say that? He already said that, right? Darwin already said that, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, but I wasn't, I wasn't standing there, so I don't know. Unless you want to trade capitalism for socialism. <laughs> Bro just like shakes his head and he's like, I fucking hate coups. <sighs> We all do. Disorganized. That's all they ever are. Disorganized. <laughs> well, then you'll love the new boss. <laughs> is someone going to tell them that Orizaba's in charge, or is this just something they get to figure out on their own? <laughs> I feel like I gave them strong hints to that effect, and they could figure it out. I guess I can tell them. So after I say you'll love the new boss, oh, right, someone should tell you, yeah, we're not in charge. No. The dragon's in charge now, so you'll be getting your orders from her. Oh. He looks at Darwin, he's like, now I get it. Sorry. I hear the new boss <laughs> is fire. Mm. <laughs> Fired. Sorry, we just thought we needed to tip the scales of justice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're really dragging that one out there, weren't you? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Here we go! All right! All right! All right! All right! For the all love right, of Yoru, right. make it stop. That was the best one, though. Okay, so you managed to correct these guards without out and out killing them, or terrifying a poor shopkeep to death, or causing the guards to break all of that fine dining ware. This close. I was worried about that. So, do we get a discount on some dining ware now? What are you going to do with dining ware? Eat. Hoard it. Put it in the boot so it just becomes china chips. Yeah. Okay. So, punnery aside, <laughs> you've amended the directions for these guards. They're going to go seek further clarification from Orzaba in the contract house. Robin Rich still. Probably quite terrified, but did not have to give up any money today. That's cool. You're all injured. Some of your allies are injured, more so than others. But really, 
since you left the contract house without causing some sort of a disaster, there's, there's not like a pressing thing at this very moment. You know, guards aren't chasing you down the streets. There's not a dragon barreling in the sky at you. So what do you want to do? You left, uh, you left Parlin and some other NPCs at the church. So your NPC allies were following you around. Those from the Athletes Guild and the Farmers and whatever, they can certainly meet back up with you if you want. But as far as the extra NPCs outside of the core party, the ones that you have with you at hand or in hand, there's Lynn Jarvis, awake and not very pleased, being carried by Squeak, huge burly dude. Sloan, uh, he, he had to limp along to catch up after Darwin ran off to go attack those guards. But he's doing all right. He'll be fine eventually. And then, yeah, like a scattering of a few others. Javier, Sam, Carolina are with you, of course. Tonk and Felicity and Morello are meeting back up with you after their tasks from the day, as are Mahogany and Seth. And Rystos can drop down whenever we want him to drop down, either because you want to talk with him or because he wants to come and talk to you. Oh, I do want to talk to him. Do I do. Let's deal with Lynn first. Oh, yeah. That, no, that first. But I do want to talk to Rystos. All right. Where are we doing that? Right now, you're just in the middle of the street. Oh, uh, we're headed to the, to the church. Okay. Church of Rebellion. Quick question. Yeah, is that do. also where Ogtrop was taken? Ooh. Lizard folk guard. There's a question. Yeah. Okay. Entering back into the Church of Rebellion, Lynn Jarvis and allies in tow, Parlin is the first to greet you. They rise to their feet in a rush, throw their hands up in the air, just oh, so pleased. Arnis, you're safe. I was praying for your safety. Could you hear me? I'm so happy. I, I want... <laughs> oh, God. My first instinct is, you were praying to me for my safety, but I'm not going to say that because that feels really rude. Um, that is exactly what they were doing. I know. <laughs> I can't. All right. Hang on. Let me, Shannon, get myself back together. I I'm just going to say uh, thank you. I don't know what else to say. I am I'm immensely pleased that you're all safe and well. Were you successful? Have you brought glory to the Church of Rebellion? Uh, yeah, I think so. Got that guy. So that's, uh, that's a positive. <laughs> I just point back at Lynn. Or Lynn sack mm -hmm. of potatoes. Mm. Sackling. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Wonderful. What is to become of him? Ooh, well, it's really for a trial to decide, but we got to figure out where we're going to do that. Mm, I'm thinking Karami, but I don't, I don't know yet. Hmm. Are we going to Karami then? Um, I don't know. I don't know that we will be present for the trial. Hmm. Okay. As an aside, if you want to send Lin out with NPCs to take him somewhere for trial, that is your call. Um, he'll, he'll be taken there. I'm not going to say like he gets ha, right. kidnapped or escapes along the way, unless you do something that would actually impact that travel one way or another. If we don't get dice involved, you know, it'll just be, yeah, it'll be some time and then he'll get there. All right. Because I don't want you to have to worry about micromanaging something on the other side of the continent while you're busy headed south or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, um, which is why I was like, I don't I don't know that we're going to go deal with it. I think we might have somebody else deal with it. I'm not sure who yet, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you could always hire people or you could try to convince some of your new allies to do that. You could always send away some of your actual party to take care of that. Like Sam and Carolina could definitely do it, but that would mean saying goodbye to Sam and Carolina for some time, and I don't know if this is when you want to do that. No. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Parlin says, Well, whatever you decide, I'm sure it will be just. And then they excuse them. Oh, so you've... Busy day, busy afternoon. I am certain you must need to rest and 
tend to yourselves. And let me get you some food and some tea and some water. Yes, what can I bring? All, all that sounds sounds fine. They they rush as fast as their old body can take them, which is to say, not very. I <laughs> I sort of call after them, like, no, there's there's, there's no rush. It's it's okay. All right, they're gone. Okay. Oh, oh yes, 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 of course. And they keep, like, the quick shuffle going. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> it's like if you ever try to tell your grandma, no, I'm not hungry. Don't bring me more food. And, oh, sure thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boom. More food. Yeah, more food. I get it. I get it. I get it. <sighs> but you're back in the church. Parlin's very happy. Okay. Any of the allies that you want to speak to now, you can. Uh, um, any of the new NPCs you have with you, you can speak with them as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, first things first. I want to find Ogtrop, wherever he's hanging out. All right. Harness wants to find Ogtrop. Finnegan or Darvin, what are your priorities? Now, this is, this is cleanup. This isn't really my specialty. I'm going to spend some time tending to Cyril and, and Sunbeak and kind of praising them and giving them <laughs> treats, that sort of thing. All right. Do you have a psychic, or sorry, do you have a telepathic connection with Sunbeak yet? No. So I have to use okay. one of, whenever I want to communicate with her, I have to use one of my uses of, uh, speak with animals. Okay. Okay. I also mean like, you'll probably have to go outside and like flag her down yeah. and tell her to come inside. Cool. That seems very reasonable. Darvin, what about you? Um, nothing really other than, and again, this isn't really my skill set, but I'm concerned that we should spread the word to make sure there aren't guards doing what those other guards were doing. Like, everyone knows we're not collecting tithes. It's done. It's over. All right. Do you want to lead that action personally? Or would you like to send some of your close party out to go handle that? I would like to send some of them out, because I think they are more charming than me. (laughs) Aw, you. You so charming, Darvin. Okay, Uh, who would you like to send out? Um, Remember, you can send out multiple NPCs, but... Regardless of how many you send out, only the two highest bonuses will be added to the roll. Okay, hang on. I got to pull up my party notes. I forgot to prep mm-hmm. that this time. I like to actually try to use this mechanic because that's what it's there for. It's a fun mechanic. I like it. Ooh. Did we already have Sam doing something? Uh, no, no. Nobody is currently doing anything. I'm going to ask Sam because I trust him the most and because he's oh. charming. He is very charismatic. He is one charming motherfucker. He sure Mm -hmm. is. If you want to send Sam out alone, that's fine. He will be more than happy to do so. Um, He can bring someone, but I don't care who. I feel like he shouldn't go alone, probably. Okay. But I don't care who he brings. Unless anybody has a specific task for Carolina, the two of them would probably go together. I would assume that. Being a married couple and all, because once they take care of that business, they can go and do other things on their own. (laughs) <laughs> Other bold, quick, strong, curious things. Mm-hmm. Some well-traveled and well-traveled activities. <laughs> okay, then, Darvin. In which case, since Sam has a bond of five with y'all, Caroline has a bond of three. You roll a d20, and at eight, we'll see how successful they are. I roll d20? Yeah, you roll. Okay. Ooh, a crit. I got a 20. Woohoo! Plus Damn. eight. Plus eight. 28. Ooh, ooh, they're very good. Like, they get this message out. Not only are they stopping guards in the street and telling them to just, like, stop this nonsense. Or Zaba's in charge now. She doesn't want this. The church never asked for this. They are talking to the merchants. And one thing that I forgot about, while Sam was in there, while Sam and Carolina were in there, in the contract house, they were in there to money forms. And in all the excitement of things, they never dropped that. <laughs> and peop- some people are seeing this as the beast of Medullary Hill back from the dead. It was thought he died in the fires, but he's alive and he's just like, this is what's up now. And so his name is carrying extra weight here in his appearance. And then they see Carolina still in her Tamani form and they're just like, oh shit, there's two of them. There's so many beasts of Medullary Hill because they don't know any better. So it's a little bit of like that celebrity awe and a little bit you know, from the guard's perspective of these are some very intimidating folk. So it is exceptionally successful. Not another cent will be collected after this point. Very nice. Yay. Okay. 
Whereas, yeah, like a crit film, that'd have been, oh, the beast is alive. What happened there? Lots of questions. Right now it's just awe. Like nobody's going to question it. They're just like, of course he survived. He's the beast of Medjillary Hill. He's amazing. If he actually wanted to stay and work in a fighting pit forever, he could probably make a decent life here. But that's not what Sam's about. Certainly not what Carolina's about. All right. Finnegan, is there anything specific that you want to do with Cyril and Sunbeak? Or is this all just like starting downtime? No, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're around in case we're needed, but this isn't our thing. Unless somebody's like, wants me to go actually like, you know, lead troops somewhere or something. We're just kind of, yeah, starting downtime. Okay. Let's have that conversation with Ogtrop then. Where is Ogtrop? Ogtrop is being kept in one of the back rooms. A pantry. He's being kept in a pantry. He's still tied. His wounds have been like tended to, cleaned bandaged no magical healing he wasn't in the fight but you know he still had some leftover wounds from the first time y'all fought him and those bandages have been changed and clean and he's just tied up in the pantry all right i want to go in and um uh i untie him okay i guess thanks unless this is just giving me a running start or something thank you nope no funny business here fight's over there's no need for hostages or information. I'm free to go. You are, you are free to go. You should know a couple of things before you go, though. And that would be... There's a new boss in town. She claims that um, she's going to be better for the city than the old boss. And if anyone tells you that you should be collecting tithes for the god of rebellion or some such nonsense tell them that you have it on good authority that no you are not I don't think you'll run into any trouble but Lin was trying to pull some shady shit right before he lost seems like he'd have a backup plan surprised turning his wrists and you know the chafing he's just trying to ease a little bit the strain Ah. But I'm good to go. Right? Yeah. Are you all healed up? Is there anything else we can do for you? I mean, unless you want to finish healing me the rest of the way. You know, a few days I'll be fine, but... I'm not looking for any handouts here. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the way, but... I can get you feeling better than you are. What do you want in return? Nothing for me. Just look out for the city. Look out for the people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I mean, if you want to heal me, go right ahead. I'm not stopping you. Okay, I'm going to do um, a level one cure wounds, but... Mm-hmm. But... Are you going to empower this? Yep. Ooh. I'm going to empower it so I can add an extra die. How many charges do you have left before doing that? Four. Four charges. Okay. You're going to spend one charge, and you want to use that to add an extra die. Yep. Okay. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Well, Arnis, you give Ogtrop some healing. His wounds close up. Joints hurt a little bit less. He can stand a little bit straighter. He's no longer dragging his tail on the ground. It lifts up. You know, he'll still need like a day or so, but he's feeling a lot better. <sighs> not so unreasonable, I guess. If you need me for anything, just let me know. Will do. But I'm going to go. You are free to leave. Which is his way and my way of saying, Ogtrop can be called upon for assistance when you're in the city. Haha. I don't think he's going to be traversing the continent to aid you, but... When you're local, sure. Or if you need him to do something here while you're away. Okay. Uh, anything else with Ogtrop? Nope. He's gone then. All right. Darvin, Finnegan, Arnis, you've all had a chance to do something. Is there anything else you want to do today? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I want to talk to Reistos. The beginning okay. of a conversation. But I want to talk to him. Okay. I think what happens is... As Ogtrop is leaving and the door is shutting behind him, 
And Arnis, you're coming back into... As Arnis exits the pantry and re-enters the main worship space of the Church of Rebellion. Arnis, Finnegan, Cyril, Sunbeak, the rest of your party, aside from Carolina and Samudio, they're all present, and you can all hear Ristos as he flutters down from the rafters. And he's watching Ogtrop leave. Ah, just send another one on their way. He rotates and he looks at each of you in turn. You're just really not all that great at holding on to your enemies, are you? I mean, you got Lin here, that's nice. It's a good start, but uh, seems like maybe he's not that much of a concern anymore. I guess I should say, Arnis, way to go on not getting killed. That would have been a whole mess. Darwin, nice to see you didn't lose any limbs. Thank you. Cyril, I like the sparkle. It's a good touch. Finn, I hope you learned something. I don't say anything, but Cyril growls a little. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my apologies. I hope y'all learned something. (sighs) Well, Ristos, as much as we would all love to stand here and be insulted some more. (laughs) I have a question that may or may not require your expertise. Mm -hmm. And I reach into wherever we have put Lynn's focus with like a handkerchief for a piece of cloth or something because I don't want to touch it. Oh, yeah, the casting implement. Yeah. Yeah. I reach in something covering my hand and I, I pull this thing out and I just kind of set it on whatever table or pew is like right in front of us and go, What can you tell me about that? Hmm. Hmm. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say it's, uh, it's magic. Old, magical. Uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. He he dips down lower and kind of flies around, taking glances at it, getting close. Hard to say. Not something I'm completely familiar with. Definitely seems like it has some magic purposes. Where'd you find it? It was his, and I point to Lynn. It was his casting focus. Well, then maybe we should ask him. Uh, he flies over and just stops like inches in front of Lynn's face. Um, real quick. Does Ristos have a tail? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I think if it serves your purposes, you should give him one. I know, <laughs> but if I said that he doesn't have one, then I... I don't, I don't think you ever specified. <laughs> um, nah, nah, nah. I think that's a little too juvenile. And there are so many ways to be much more creatively insulting. Ristos flies right in front of Lin's face and stops just inches away, staring at him. And then Ristos pulls back, flies up just a tiny bit, lands right on Lin's head, feet in his hair, feet on his scalp, and just bends down in front of Lin, goes eye to eye that way. Sorry. What, uh, what's going on with that? What's going on with that? Huh, buddy? You want to talk? He looks up and take the gag off. Sure. Lynn just says, I refuse to speak to the servant of a god. And Bryce does just box at that. <laughs> Other way around. If anything, Aranus is doing as I tell him. <laughs> and I just shrug my shoulders and go, he's not wrong. Um, what do we, what do we want to know about this casting implement? I mean, pretty basic stuff, like what it is and where it came from and more complicated stuff that he probably doesn't have an answer to. Like, why does it do magic that way? Okay. (laughs) Finnegan, Darwin, any particulars that you want to know about right now? Aside from that? No, not my, not my expertise. I'm definitely like listening, but I have nothing that I want to know right now. Like I'm, I'm taking it in. Yeah, same. I'm not inattentive. Okay. Ristos looks up and he says, "So you're comfortable with me questioning him then?" Yeah. I just want to make sure he's not overstepping bounds, mostly because I want you all to know that you allowed him to do things. Well, I mean, we can always step in and stop him too, <laughs> or attempt to stop him. 
Reistos has yet to prove himself to be any sort of mortal threat to anybody. He has knowledge and he had allies, surely, in that initial fight. But mostly what he is, is knowledgeable. He's a teacher. His strengths are history and the divine. But he is an ass. As such, he bends down. His little book on a chain dangles in front of Lin's eyes. And Lin is watching it. He's very intrigued at what this tiny fiend has. And then Reistos reaches out and just grabs Lin's eyebrows and just gives a good yank and pulls his face just a little bit closer. And it's like, hey, that stone over there, that's a weird stone. You should really tell us about it. Why don't you... Why don't you talk? Why don't you tell me how to use it? I have a little bit more finesse than, say, the rest of the group. I mean, he can roll to intimidate here. He only has a plus one because of his bond with y'all. So if anybody wants to assist him or if anybody wants to use him as assistance, by all means. If not, this is just a little Reistos trying to intimidate a full-sized person. Oh, this is entertaining. Ugh, see, I, I, I want to help, but I don't know if he's just going to be like, ugh, you. But maybe I'll... I, can, can I help? Should I help? Can I help it's him? It's up to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him some backup. Okay. And if you want to back him up, then he'll have advantage. Would someone like to roll for Reistos? Nobody's going to volunteer. A lot of pressure. Well, I was expecting you to because he's doing guess, your bidding. Yeah, I guess I, I'll, I'll roll. I'll I will, but I I'll feel more it. comfortable with you all doing it since this is for something you all want. I'll do it. I'll so do it. Roll with advantage because Aranis is lending a hand, but Reistos is the one who is right in front of Lynn's face. Eyebrow in hand. <sighs> Thank God for that advantage. I rolled an 18. Ooh. Lynn says, I created it. Not entirely on my own, no, no. But I made it. With some books from the Tower of Abandonment, the Wizard's Guild, and with assistance from Orizaba, we were able to create this to direct a different type of magic. It doesn't rely on... And if he had his hands free, he would be giving like a little like hand wave brushing off of Aranus, just like without relying on the power of the gods. Don't fully understand it all yet, but with time I will. Okay, can I, can I take a step back here for just a second? Yeah. I'm confused. Uh, is he implying that all other magic comes directly from the gods? Like, I wasn't aware that my, like, bard magic, like, before the whole god thing, like, I, I was not aware that that came from a god. Did it? And I, did I miss no. something? No. Okay. No. He's not saying that it all comes from gods. He's saying that the magic that you, as a bard, use, magic that you, Finnegan, as a, you know, when you were doing wizard stuff, right. your wizard spells, the magic that that uses, and the magic that the gods use are related. There, there's something connecting the two. It's not a direct flow. It's not like, um, you killed Pathox. Patch is dead. You could still cast bardic magic. Right. The, the connection between the gods and the mortals is certainly more of a life connection rather than a magic connection. But there is a magic connection outside of that. It's not a... It's not a source and a tributary situation. But what Lin is saying, what he's implying, is that whatever magic most people are using, and whatever magic the gods are using, it's all coming out of the same ocean. He's fishing elsewhere. Right, okay. <laughs> that, that, makes, that makes sense to me. That is some dark and scary shit. Oh, it's like, scary. Like, full on, like, you're, you're, you're pulling from Cthulhu now, buddy? Scary. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. If you're going to cut yourself sure. off from gods, you have to cut everything. That's his goal. To, okay. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so then where does the power come from? Elsewhere. 
What does that mean? If you free me and let me continue my research, I could tell you. Oh, so you don't know? Not with certainty. Oh, that's reassuring. Ooh, all right. That's, uh... This Finnegan perks up and walks over and he says, Oi, you are such a fucking idiot. Why would you mess with powers that you don't know the source of? You're asking for trouble. It will take a new power to put the gods aside. Eliminating gods is apparently foolhardy. Gods perhaps can be trapped, contained. That will take power. And did you not stop once in the entire time you were thinking if you could do this? If you should? (laughs) What you're doing, it, it goes against the natural order of the world. You could be unleashing all kinds of horrible things. Did you not give any pause? Of course I should. Because I can. Oh, you're no better than a toddler with a dagger. You're just going to end up hurting someone or everyone for that matter, you moron. If I don't, someone with less skill will. Oh, someone needs to put this man down before he does more damage. Yeah, I'm starting to think the same thing. And break whatever this is. Yikes. I... (laughs) Cool. He doesn't know where the magic comes from, but you want to break it. I love it. Well, I mean, I really don't. I want (laughs) to see if I can figure it out and then figure out a safe way of disposing of it. I don't know what to do with it yet, uh, honestly. Where's the stone? It's literally like sitting on a table, like in the middle of us. We leave that thing pointed at him at all times. He does not get any access to any sort of magical energy as long as he's under our control. Oh, I'm not giving it back to him. No, I mean the anti-power stone. Oh, oh, I thought you meant his focus. No, the like anti-magic stone. Oh, oh the eye. We don't have that with us. Because um, Squeak has had him. Yeah, that's left in the... Um, it's in the contract house. In the contract house. Yeah. Like you could send him to go get it, but you know it'll be a while before he comes back. But if you want him to bring that back, like he probably can do yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Right. Squeak takes off. I think it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, sure, sure. You know, I'll, I'll be back. Give me an hour or so. It's heavy. Good deal. All right. Doesn't know where the power came from. Nope. She's got this thing. Oh my god. I, I want to smack him across his stupid face. He's got a smackable face. He really does. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like, but it's a smackable I, face. I, okay. I, I don't really have anything else that I want to uh, know from him. He doesn't know anything about this thing. So I'm just going to kind of pick it up and put it uh, back in wherever we had it. So what's to be my fate then? Send me off to trial somewhere, or is it send me off to trial somewhere? Are you actually going to do what you said, or is this just like you're going to kill him in a ditch somewhere? Yeah, you know, I haven't actually decided. Because I feel like the justice system, you know, should work properly. But at the same time, I also feel like all those people that fought for him and died didn't get any justice. So, why does he deserve it? Right, but you, 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 you cannot lower yourself to his level, Arnus. We have to be better than our enemies. That's why we lose a lot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not wrong. It makes your victories so much better. I guess that's true. All right. I'm. Yeah, I'm inclined to send him to Karami. You have <laughs> access to the guild. Yeah, that's. I, I'm. I mean, if you're sending him to Karami to be sent to the Denouement, to be sent to his death, that's your call. I hope that is a group decision. I mean, you could also, though, like what I'm saying is you could use the guild as secure transport, too. It's going to cost you more because it's not their thing, but I think it would not be out of their reign, too, to be like, I want to send this to, you know, Karami because, uh, you know, I have connections out there. And they'll be like, well, that's not really what we do, so it's going to cost you more money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's other people and groups you could hire to do it, too. 
That's just the one group I know we have a like honest and faithful connection to. Yeah. Um, the Tarnished Hand, which is the mercenary group, certainly within something they could do. The Wagon Wheels, which is the Wagoneers Guild. They kind of generally oversee a lot of transport type stuff. You might pay a little bit more, but yeah. Uh, I never forget that because because of our ocean branches, you could always try to hire Narlux Riders and get a boat. <laughs> and I guess if you really want to humiliate him, you could hire the Bent Bow, the Hunter's Guild, and send him off like a trapped animal. Oh, shit. And then, yeah, then it's just your imagination if none of those are fitting. I'm inclined to, like even though it's not really their thing, but just because we already have a connection with, with the Assassin's Guild in Karami, I'm inclined to send him with them just to make sure he gets there because I, I have no doubt that they will give correct instructions for like what he is to be charged with and how he's to be tried and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Weird that I trust that guild more than any other one, but... Though I do like the idea of the hunter's guild. <laughs> uh, I find that very amusing. Uh, I, I certainly think that's something that can be handled. You know, anybody could book that passage if you really want. If one of you wants to do it directly, fine. If the NPCs take care of that in the night, that's fine. Uh, it's not even something that we have to do on mic, really. You can just be like, hey, this is the last we see of Lynn Jarvis unless we go back to Karami. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Okay. Unless anybody else wants to add anything, like yep, I think no. it's good. Same. Um. Okay. He overhears this conversation. He's like, "Uh, assassins, huh? Well, I guess I know what's in store for me then." <sighs> Typical of the gods. I think you're forgetting something here, Mister. Under your breath, I didn't do this to you. You did this to you. Sure. Whatever you tell yourself. Um, Lin aside, his magic focus aside, you could always spend more time studying it yourself. Rystos can help with that. It'll just be longer than just a few moments of him looking at it, though. He knows he will need time with it. It's unknown to him at first glance. He may have knowledge about it. He may not. But yeah, is there anything else you still want to do here in the church or even in Caravel? Not really. I'm a little concerned that we, did we mention a trial like publicly or were we just thinking about it? You've said it amongst yourselves and here in the church and certainly to Orizaba, but there's been no announcement writ large. Okay. That Lynn Jarvis is being sent away to stand trial for his crimes. Okay, that's fine then. I'm not concerned. I was just a little worried we had said one thing and then did another, but it sounds like we didn't even say it, so I think we're good. Oh, that he was going to... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if, if we... Pres- you know what I mean? Yep, I do. If we're like, there's going to be a free trial, but then, he disip- but then instead he gets disappeared, that's a little mm-hmm. sketchy. But it sounds like that's not how it's going down, so we're good. All right. Orizaba said, send him away. Don't hold the trial here. Whatever she does with that information is up to her. But she's less concerned about the, uh... She's, she's less concerned about obfuscating moves. Okay. She's, she's not operating at Linsla, like... She's just matter-of-fact. She only wants to rule because that means she doesn't have to leave. And she gets to keep doing what she wants to do. Here, in a place that she knows. I mean, she might be an actual good ruler. And then also, it just complicates things for you in the future, which is always fun. Okay. Question then. Mm-hmm. Are you staying the night in Caravel here in the church, or are you leaving town? I'm inclined to stay the night and then leave. I concur. And then embark in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Question for Chris slash Finnegan. You sent Squeak mm-hmm. off to go get that anti-magic eye. Yes. When he returns and he sets that back up, it's pointing directly at Lynn or it's pointing directly at that anti-magic stone? Or sorry, at it's pointing Lynn. directly at Lynn or his focus. At, yeah, at Lynn the whole time, wherever he is to 
permanent as permanently as possible sever his connection to whatever magic he's using theoretically okay i think that's going to work just fine lynn is not so great a wizard or mage or whatever that he can connect to his casting implement from afar let alone through an anti-magic field so he's safely taken care of does lynn get regagged yes okay in which case is everybody ready to go to bed so i can have some fun Yes. No, I want to stay up forever. <laughs> I mean, if you stay up, you'll just get to see the fun. Not to spoil anything, but but yeah. A, a nice, fun way to bring some things back around uh, and to twist things just a little bit more. All right, I, I just want to make sure. Okay. If there's nothing else that anybody wants to do, we can certainly turn in for the night. You can all sleep here in the main room of the church. There's offices. There's the pantry. There's probably some other smaller rooms, you know, like a little library or a reading room, probably a little kitchen here. There may even be a couple of beds. This was once an orc church, so there's probably a room still just stuffed with a bunch of old orcish Dorlek symbology uh, and texts. But as you go to sleep, as everyone settles down for the night, Lynn's eyes get droopy and he starts fading away for the night. Things get quiet. But before he does, we see something that we that we haven't seen for a little bit. As everyone falls asleep and the room gets quiet and dim, and Lynn is pondering what's to become of him before he falls asleep. There's a faint yet familiar sound of a pair of feet on the ground. <laughs> As little pouchet emerges. Fuck. Somewhat bigger than he used to be, with his extra set of arms, and he starts wandering around the room. Lynn sees this and he's taken aback, curious. He doesn't know quite what to make of it. Kiriru Pouchet hops around the room, grabbing texts, some loose coins, some bandages from Ogtrop as he had left. Pouchet hops around the room, looking for something particular to find. Something shiny, something different, unique. But it's just the same old, same old. Lynn is intrigued. He's not seen an ebony kangaroo, certainly not one with extra arms. Pouchet continues hopping around the room, makes his way up towards where the pulpit would be, where an altar would be, and gets up there and he stops and begins taking things out of his pouch. A few coin here, shirt, pair of pants there. Digs in deeper, stuffing his snout into his own pouch, the long Ikiri arms reaching in, before ultimately pulling out the halo that used to shine behind Ikiri's head, that circle of light. And it rests behind Pouchet's head now. His eyes glow his one eye glows a little bluer and very satisfied with himself hops back over towards Darvin. Dar- Darvin. Oh. Do you awake? I imagine I do. Dar- Dar- Darvin. We have much to discuss. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. 
If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>